Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Check out Navy Federal members' exclusive offers during Military Appreciation Month by visiting NavyFederal.org slash celebrate. May is Military Appreciation Month, and Navy Federal wants to celebrate the commitment that connects them to their military members. All right, today we're talking with Canadian Army veteran Christina Connolly from Compass Health Associates and Soldier Itself. So, Christina, before we get to talking about business and entrepreneurship, tell us what you did in the Canadian Special Forces. Oh, so I retired in 2019 as a senior preventive medicine advisor for the Special Forces, the Canadian Special Forces. And that encompassed, uh, I guess, a lot of different extensions of the public health realm to dive into a bit of occupational health, some safety, and also some industrial hygiene. And part of that role was to, to go into remote areas with my teams and assess the potential hazards that weren't necessarily uh, visible to the uh, the naked eye. Uh-huh. So what kind of, what kind of specific medical qualifications or spe- what, what did you specialize in? Uh, so preventive medicine was the specialty. Uh, the foundations of the entire trade in the Canadian forces is public health. And then as you grow within the profession, your, um, the, the educational streams are enhanced to include occupational health and safety uh, through uh, college or university in uh, in Canada, and those help bolster your your resume and your portfolio, and obviously uh, enable you to become an, an all encompassing advisor. So not just exclusively on public health, but also on the occupational health and industrial hygiene side. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. So talk a little bit about you. You mentioned you actually retired, which is awesome. Congratulations um, from your retirement and your transition back to the civilian sector. What was like that like for you? Um, it, it was a bit of everything. So I left the forces um, fit um, without any uh, service injuries or illnesses. And I was, uh, I thought I was pretty calculated in my approach. I had started a health and safety consultancy, started building my brand, you know, had a logo design. And I was quite certain that that was going to be my next step. I was going to become an occupational health and safety consultant. And I retired from the military, you know, put all of my eggs in that basket and started to push forward looking for contracts and opportunities that would align with obviously what I did in the military, thinking that that was really like an easy button. You know, I did this in the military for over a decade. It seems mm-hmm. only logical that I do this in the civil sector. And when I started to do that, I realized that there was a huge disconnect in what inspired me to get out of bed in the morning <laughs> and uh, the roles that I was actually fulfilling on a contract basis. And I couldn't really put my finger on it until I kind of started digging into materials that had to do with transition literature that had been done dating all the way back to World War II, um, some surveys and research that had been done on veteran identity transition. And I had realized that I lost a huge part of my identity when I left service. So much so that I went into this void, almost like an abyss mm-hmm. of, uh, I guess, loss of sense of self, loss of purpose, loss of direction despite the fact that I was quite certain that, you know, I was going to go into this business entrepreneurship space and I did all the right things before I retired. So I went to all of the you know programs that are offered by the military mm-hmm. to, you know, help 
guess you'd say, enhance my, my experience, you know, make me more competitive in the civil sector space for employment opportunities. I went to professional development seminars, business entrepreneurial boot camps, uh, resume writing, you know, experts leaned in on those guys, yeah. interview techniques, did all the right things. And I still literally kind of like fell into this void of, of loss of sense of self and loss of purpose. Yeah. Very turbulent for me. So I think most like, you know, American veterans, we, I don't, I don't think we think this, we just may not realize the veteran experience is, is the same regardless of, of what country or what language is spoken. I imagine most veterans, whatever military, whatever country they've served, it's a similar experience uh, when they get out and go back into their society. So um, interesting to hear it from, from your perspective. So what were some of the things that as you started to realize what was happening and what you were experiencing, what were some of the things that you started looking at and how did you ultimately end up forming Compass Health Associates? Yeah, so, so Compass was originally established as a health and safety consultancy and about six months into it, we decided to pivot. And there was a lot of trepidation in doing that, but I realized that where we were invested was uh, in veteran transition services actually. So we realized that there was a huge gap uh, that the Canadian transition process does not offer. And, um, you know, my, my, my hat goes off to the, the American system because I feel like you guys have definitely uh, bridged a lot of the gaps that the Canadian government has not. So, you know, we, I started analyzing some of the programs and systems that you guys are doing, and mm-hmm. I realized there's some significant gaps in what we're doing uh, as a nation, but also as veterans. I feel like we, we wait we wait until veterans get into a crisis situation before we intervene. There's nothing really upstream to prevent that from you know, coming about. And that's where we decided to focus our efforts was creating these interventions prior to any type of crisis situation. And it's funny how there's tons of money thrown at crisis intervention, right? So yes. there's tons of stuff to do with you know, veteran homelessness and food banks for veterans, uh, suicide prevention, um, mental health programming, healing, therapy sessions, but there's nothing really upstream from a professional development standpoint that really enhances that individuality that we lose sight of when we, we've worn a uniform for too long. We lose sight of what makes us unique, mm-hmm. what inspires us at an individual level. And if we can intervene there and help veterans make better decisions going forward that align with who they are when they're at their natural best, we create the foundations and the conditions for them to succeed. So that way they don't have to be dependent on crisis intervention. Absolutely. So how are you able to do that? Are you actually able to interject yourself upstream while folks are still in the military or are you still really only handling things after people get out of the service? So we, we are developing partnerships to intervene at that preliminary stage. So that preventive stage um, a lot of that comes with partnering with uh, other entities that are also in that sort of space. So a few non-for-profits have reached out to us, like the Prince's Trust uh, organization. We've definitely created some bridges there. And um, it's an interesting juxtaposition with the government, right? So the government is not really interested in programs that help veterans get out of service in Canada because they're having huge retention issues right. and recruiting issues. <laughs> so when you say, hey, I have this phenomenal program, this workshop, that's going to help veterans transition. They, you know, not necessarily are 100% invested in bringing it aboard and hoisting yep. that aboard, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, they have 
they have uh, measures that they need in order to keep that organization viable as well. Mm-hmm. So there has been, you know, some friction points in that said, but we realized that we could um, be a better utility with the veterans affairs kind of conduit and using and leveraging those types of avenues to really help not only help veterans, but help them access our services for free. So leveraging funding portfolios that are already there that they can leverage for professional development to foster the conditions for them to access, access all of our programming for free at no cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does kind of present an interesting situation when you're trying to interject these programs while people are still in the military. I, I remember vividly, um, as, as a young motivated lieutenant, I was education and training officer in the operations department. I stumbled across this great opportunity where some of our mechanics, our aviation mechanics, were going to be able to get, um, th- th- there was a FAA guy that would come to our squadron once a week and work with guys so they get their A&P, their airframes and power plants license, which basically means they're, they're an airplane mechanic on the, in, the, in the civilian sector. And it was it was going to be work out great. It was like no um, no time off for anybody. They they come into our squadron building and do it down in the in the airframes uh, maintenance shop, and and then my boss, the operations officer, was like, wait wait a minute, let me get this straight. We're bringing somebody in here. And we're going to teach our guys some stuff so that they can get a better job when they get out. It's like, yes sir, yeah, that's pretty much it. And he's like, yeah, we're not doing that. And then boom, it was over. I'm just like that stuck with me like that's. You know, stuck with me for the rest of my life. Um, so it is kind of seems counterintuitive or counterproductive for the military to interject those programs while people are still in. They're almost enticing them to get out um, because they've got all these great skills. But ultimately, everyone's getting out at some point. So, um, you know, and sometimes if you're still in the military, even though you may, may have acquired these other skills and, and have opportunities on the outside, it might help you appreciate what you have and and just decide to go ahead and stay in anyways. It's not that if you teach people how to transition properly, they're going to want to get out quicker. I don't think it really, I don't really, I don't really think it it means that it doesn't, it doesn't uh, transpose to that. So um, what are some of the, um, so what are some of the programs you've been able to implement and do? And, and you also have soldier to self. Is that, that's somewhat of your pivot from compass health associates? Yes, absolutely. So the Soldier Soft program is basically the cornerstone program of our transition in that it helps people develop the foundations for reuniting them with their individuality. So it's a unique, novel approach to transition. Um, I believe that you guys may have integrated something similar in the U.S. to this, mm-hmm. but it speaks to creating the foundations of finding someone's individual why. What drives their behavior? What is their purpose, cause, or belief that actually inspires them and motivates them to do what they do? And when you create it literally into kind of like a personalized mission statement, a commander's intent, so to speak, Mm -hmm. it actually creates the foundations for decision-making going forward. So you can make better decisions that align with who you are and what you're all about going forward. And during our pilot program, so the irony behind that, we did uh, launch a pilot, a six-month pilot, and we, we had a whole bunch of people that were still serving, had released at various different points, so retired at different points. Some had been out for one year, some out three, some out 10. Uh, even those serving, we didn't realize that it could also be used as a retention tool. So like you mentioned, once you realize truly what your mission statement, what you find meaningful and fulfilling in life can actually be used as a retention tool 
for the military because people sometimes realign and say, oh, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is what inspires me to do what I do. It only makes sense to continue serving perhaps a little bit longer than I initially anticipated. Yeah, cool. All right, well, hold that thought, Christine. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Sounds good. I've been a Navy Federal member for the last 31 years, and Navy Federal Credit Union has made it their mission to help their military members for over 85 years. May is Military Appreciation Month, and Navy Federal wants to celebrate the commitment that connects them to their military members. I became a Navy Federal member in 1990 when I first went on active duty, and I can tell you that many of Navy Federal's employees are military family members, reservists, or veterans themselves, so they get the military. They offer resources like Best Cities After Service and Best Careers After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life, and long after my retirement in 2013, I'm still a Navy Federal member. They have 24-7 customer service and support, so they're here for you whenever you need them. Most of my fellow Marines are Navy Federal members like Bump, Gromit, Frazier, and Bones, just to name a few. So visit NavyFederal.org celebrate to check out our member-exclusive offers during Military Appreciation Month, or share your shout-out with a hashtag, Mission Military Thanks. That's hashtag Mission Military Thanks. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA. Emergency air medical transport can be expensive. And with all the sacrifices you made to protect our country, you deserve financial peace of mind. An AMCN membership can protect your family and finances, allowing you to worry less about what matters most. Air MedCare Network provides access to life-saving emergency care around the country and their members enjoy an added value. Members pay no out-of-pocket costs for emergency air medical transport when flown by an AMCN member. In a life-or-death situation, you don't have time to worry about cost. Emergency air medical transport can be expensive, and health insurance may not cover the full cost. For as little as $85 a year, an Air MedCare Network membership covers your entire household. It's security no family should be without. For a limited time, as a Veteran on the Move listener, you'll get up to a $50 e-gift card when you join. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash vet and use offer code vet. That's V-E-T. All right, we're back talking with Christina Connolly from the Canadian Army, Canadian Special Forces. Uh, Christina, you said that um, early on you started, uh, as you retired, you uh, started Compass Health Associates and it became obvious to you that you needed to make a pivot and that's where you, where you came up with the idea for Soldier to Self. So you pivoted to Soldier to Self, but can you tell us what ultimately inspired you and what made it obvious that you needed to make that pivot? Yes. So during my transition, like I mentioned, it was a very uh, turbulent time where I had lost a huge part of my identity and how I identified myself and truly what I defined as, you know, purpose and meaningful employment going forward. And I, I kind of fell into a bit of a rut. And during that time, I reached out to some friends in my circle and asked them, you know, a lot of them are former veterans or still serving. I asked them, you know, had they experienced the same woes during their transition? And I pulled almost 100 veterans at different parts of their, you know, transition. And all of them, with the exception of two, actually said that they had all had this similar experience. And yet there was no program or system in place to actually address this very, very unique, universal problem. Mm -hmm. And that's when I made the decision to do something about it. Um, Part of what inspired me was that nobody was doing anything about it. And this is a universal thing. It affects all soldiers, you know, not only nationwide, but globally, Right. nobody doing anything about it. 
There's tons of great programs to set you up for future employment, skills coaching, bridging, maybe, you know, some trades professional training, but nothing like this, nothing that speaks specifically to identity and military to civilian transition, identity transition. Yeah. So what are some of the things you guys do at Soldier to Self to, to help with that identity issue that a lot of veterans experience? Um, so one of the things we did was develop a workshop to help people navigate that space and actually clearly define what they find meaningful and fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And the workshop also gives them a series of tools that they can use as filters going forward before they make decisions. Uh, one of my clients you know, had a portfolio of employment opportunities and decided to go back to school. But in that process, they weren't sure what type of school they wanted to go into. Mm-hmm. They took the soldier self program and realized it created a lot of clarity for them. And they narrowed down five different academic streams into one, realizing that what they found truly fulfilling actually was, it was almost like it was, um, it was so clear that it, it was right in front of them and they hadn't realized it the whole time. I had another client reach out to me, um, not realizing that, you know, her potential uh, was, she was, she was capping her own potential basically in what she wanted to do. And when mm-hmm. she realized her why was actually helping nurture the development and growth of children, it became very clear that she needed to start pivoting her path towards potentially, you know, child services, early childhood care services. And now she went, she transitioned from having a, a home-based daycare to now a brick and mortar um, a facility that actually manages a variety of different age groups for children. Mm-hmm. So it really sort of like set the conditions and propelled a lot of different veterans to really, you know, really gain momentum in finding those things that actually, you know, fire them up in the morning and, mm-hmm. and get them motivated and inspired to do what they do. Yeah. And for some, it's completely pivoted. I had a clinician reach out to me you know, and realized there was something missing in their space and they, you know, weren't necessarily inspired to, to go back into a clinical setting. And that physician has now moved on and is studying law, which, you know, you would think after all those years, of but for, for them, they realized that, that that was the key piece that was missing in their, in their particular puzzle is that, you know, that mm-hmm. so it's, it, you know, it's so unique and individual and you kind of lose sight of those particular things that actually drive your behavior. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's some, I guess there's some comic relief in that. So, you know, a soldier goes into the military who knew that what she finds fulfilling is childcare. And I was like, huh, how does that work in the military? What right. gravitated you towards the military realizing that, you know, you, you like to inspire and nurture the development of children. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah. sometimes it's a matter of, of going out and doing everything, you know, you don't like, and then it comes back to that one thing that you do and you, you wouldn't have, discovered that one thing you were meant to do if you hadn't experienced all the other things you weren't meant to do. Uh, process of elimination, point. right? <laughs> yeah, it's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in your, in your workshop, what kind of, what kind of resources are available to help veterans discover these things? Um, is it more just a process of thinking it through or are you able to do research on certain, uh, certain fields and business opportunities out there to help clarify some of those options? Yeah. So it's not necessarily uh, rooted in a career prospect. So it's not like a a test you would take, you know, in high school or even to join the military where it gives you this like list of jobs based on your interests Mm -hmm. and potentially, you know, your aptitude or your qualifications. It's not like that. It actually helps you define your values and your strengths 
and kind of like your guiding principles that help you with decision making. And when you can actually articulate that into a black and white construct, it makes decision making quite easy when you're looking at opportunity and um, job opportunities, even or maybe even going back to school. It makes it kind of very, very clear as to where you should kind of throw your eggs in what basket instead of just literally kind of throwing eggs all over the place. Wow, that's awesome. And then as, so the way I understand it is as you got very, very well and became, um, started getting a lot of momentum with the Soldier to Self program, uh, you also discovered something else along the way. And, and that's where you guys came up with the idea for Veteran Marketplace. Yes. So the Veteran Marketplace was, uh, it was born from pain, believe it or not. So the, the true root of Veteran Marketplace was born from a, a very, I guess you say uncomfortable trolling experience I had had on social media, uh, being very new and very green to social media. I hadn't realized the the depth of the social media world. And I had joined a few veterans groups when I got out of the, uh, of the forces and started nice. trying to communicate and connect with other veterans in, in a variety of different spheres. And this trolling incident was actually, uh, it was scarring for me. It actually, you know, did create some very, very deep roots. And I realized that I have two, two options. I can, you know, let it define me or I can do something about it and create something beautiful. And this was kind of the impetus behind the Canadian veteran marketplace. Mm -hmm. So realizing that veterans have a wealth of talent and skills and there's no platform really for them to showcase these talents and skills that they have sparked the Canadian veteran marketplace, which now has almost 32,000 members in it. And this forum allows veterans to showcase their skills or their services in a forum that uh, resonates not only with other veterans, but it resonates with veteran supporters. So, you know, uh, masters of industry that are looking to leverage veteran talent and are looking to employ veterans, uh, potentially purchase their products or services, really help propel that economic reintegration of veterans in a very unique way. That's awesome. So it's very, uh, it's very entrepreneurial minded. It sure is. It sure is. Cause yeah. I don't think that veterans realize that they can monetize these gifts that they have. Cool. So, um, so, so if you're a veteran, you've, you've got a skill or you, you have a job or even a service available, you, you put, you put your profile on there and other members of the, of the civilian community or wherever, can just seek people out and uh, hire them there. I'm sure you're, there's a vetting process involved in uh, putting the uh, veteran-minded businesses on there. So, so the vetting process is actually uh, interesting in that the 31,000 members that are part of it actually uh, self, I say self-regulate the uh -huh. platform. So it's interesting how that brotherhood and that sisterhood actually creates the conditions for really, really strong integrity. And uh, others will actually help moderate the content to make sure that if someone, you know, puts themselves out there and they are in fact not a veteran, they'll, they'll get called out <laughs> and removed from the platform. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess if there's 31,000, some people on there, if you're, if you're a uh, fake or stolen valor type, you're going to get sniffed out real quick. Really quick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So um, how does somebody, how does somebody find you guys uh, either Compass Health Associates or Soldier to Self or the uh, Veteran Marketplace? Yeah. So we have a website for Soldier to Self. It's soldier, the number two, self.com. Um, you can also hashtag it. So I'm new to the whole hashtag world, but hashtag soldier, the number two, self, and it'll come up to our website as well. 
Uh, the Canadian Veteran Marketplace is exclusively on Facebook. So if you just Google Canadian Veteran Marketplace, that'll pop up and you can join. Be sure to read the standard operating procedures. So I can't even make this up, but we actually had to develop standard operating procedures for a social media group in order to fuel the content and make sure that it uh, continued to align with our mission set, which is mm -hmm. to foster the growth and development of veteran initiatives. Awesome. That's great. Um, well, Christina, we're getting close to the end of our time. Uh, knowing everything you know about veteran transition, whether somebody's looking to get out to get a J-O-B or get into the world of entrepreneurship, what kind of things come to mind when you're talking to somebody that's nearing a transition or maybe they might be going through one right now? Ooh. I would say start with why. So start with finding out what truly drives your behavior and what you're truly passionate about. And if you're not sure, talk to as many people as you can to help you navigate that space. A lot of veterans, including myself and my husband, withdrew when we were in transition. And we stopped engaging. We isolated. And that was probably the biggest detrimental thing that we possibly could have done. So I would encourage yeah. anyone who's in transition or who's going through a turbulent time to engage as many people as possible and start asking questions about their journeys, what worked for them, what didn't work, but continue to stay engaged. Don't isolate and withdraw from community and society. Yeah. And I, I would say that comes up all the time. There, there's, there's so many programs out there, so many individuals out there looking to help veterans looking. There's so much available out there, but the biggest thing that causes this great divide is the veterans, the veterans don't ask or they don't, they don't seek out and try to find a program or something that works for them. So, yeah. Um, well, Christina, thanks for sharing your guys' story. Um, look forward to seeing uh, your success in the future with what you guys are doing with Cubs Health Associates and Soldier to Self and the, you know, the veteran work, the veteran marketplace on Facebook. So you guys are doing great things. Um, Keep up the good work. Um, give you the last word. If you have any uh, parting words um, before we head off to uh, back to entrepreneurship. Oh, I guess the last word would just be thank you for allowing me to be part of this journey and for sharing this journey with others. I'm certain that together we can help veterans in transition so they don't have to experience potentially the woes and those dark places that you know we had to to experience. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that, you know, we accelerate that process to, to have them lead very meaningful and fulfilling lives post-service. And that takes a lot of work, a lot of teamwork and collaborative efforts. So thank you, Joe, for, for being a part of our journey. All right. You're welcome. You bet. Glad to have you a part of it. And uh, that's it. So these two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show... Leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.